0: Hello and welcome back to Control Alt Delete. Today's guest is with Zoe Sugg. She is an author, content creator, business owner. The list really goes on with all of the creative projects that Zoe has under her belt and continues to do. Zoe was one of my very first guests back when I started this podcast and I thought it would be really nice to invite her back on to talk about all that she's been up to over the last few years. In this episode, we talk about life in lockdown, her journey with anxiety, a campaign that she is launching with Lush and the mental health charity I Am Whole, where she is inviting people to take digital detoxes. We also talk about why she decided to separate out Zoe Sugg and Zoella, the brand, on social media. I think it's really interesting to see how Zoe runs her business, and she has such amazing insights into growing a brand that was sort of accidentally started and now has grown into a massive empire. We also talk about how to structure your day when working from home and working on multiple things. Obviously, with lockdown, Zoe hasn't been able to go into her office as much, so we talk about the things that we've learned about working from home over the years, And we also talk about her new YA book series called The Magpie Society, which is out in October and it sounds really good. I'm very grateful to Zoe for coming back on as a return guest. And yeah, it was just a really great conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. If you liked it, please do leave a little review. It really helps other people discover the podcast. And here is the episode. So I'm very excited. My dear friend, Zoe Sugg, you're back on the podcast. And you came on literally right at the beginning when I did it, like four years ago. So... I
1: know. Hello. This Hello. is so nice. I know I was literally looking the other day and I was like, when did I go on Emma's podcast? And it was 2016, April.
0: That is crazy. And I remember coming around to your house with my little mic. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I suppose it's so... It's sort of symbolic of our careers, I think, that we just like give things a go and then it turns into something.
1: I know. And look at you, four years later, amazing podcast. Oh well, Round of applause. You, well, I love thank you it. for,
0: you know, believing in me back then because it oh, was like a little always. old podcast. I had like one listener, which was my mum probably. I listened. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought I've got to get Zoe back on because I feel like So much happens even in a year. So we've got like four years to to kind of go over now. First of all, how are you? And yeah, how has the last few months kind of been?
1: I'm good, you know. I think obviously it's been such a worrying time for people. And it is a scenario that is so unlike anything you could ever predict. And more recently in a vlog I did, actually, I was talking about it because on the website we were all discussing are lockdown reflections, I suppose, and things we feel we've learned about ourselves and about how we live our lives. And I guess it just puts quite a lot into perspective at the end of the day, doesn't it? For me, as someone who struggles with anxiety and I'm quite open about my mental health, I did think a situation like this would floor me and be just the worst thing that could possibly happen. But it was interesting that I was coping okay besides obviously worrying about everybody else in the world and it was obviously it's a very devastating thing that's happening within myself I was like I I want to get on a plane and for me that is what my anxiety is I don't have health related anxiety my anxiety is all the things we weren't allowed to do Um, so you know big crowds concerts eating out in restaurants flying all the things that Boris had literally said do not do and I missed them all mm-hmm. and I thought it's so interesting my has obviously come on such a journey that had you asked me that question four years ago on the podcast I would have said this is my ideal scenario you're telling me I have to stay in my home and I'm not allowed out well yeah. this is perfect for me but actually as a 30-year-old in 2020, I was like, wow, I really must have come a long way with my anxiety because I want more than ever to be able to go on a plane or go and eat in a restaurant or go and dance in a massive crowd of people at a festival. And because I can't do that, it kind of showed me how much I would have really wanted to,
0: which was so interesting. So interesting. That shows, in a nutshell, yeah, how much things have changed. Uh, Cause actually that might surprise some people.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was so interesting. And actually now I think that lockdowns eased and people are starting to go back to their normal kind of routines and lifestyles and you know, going back out and having those face-to-face meetings and trying to bring all that back into their lives. I think that's where the anxiety might start creeping back in mm. because you're almost having to be like, okay, I have to now readjust back to what my life was like before and I'm quite a routine person so I I very quickly get myself into into routines so when it was like no lockdown staying in your home I was like okay I can do that let's do that and then it's like oh you you're allowed out but you've got to be a meter apart 2 meters apart you're not allowed to do this you know I'm this is this is where I'm like uh okay How do I incorporate that into my routine? So I think actually, for me, the really scary, serious part of lockdown, I took on quite well. And I think I'll find this bit harder. Mm
0: -mm. Yeah, I I think a lot of people are getting those jitters again of just like, hmm, I I was in a routine and now I've got to make a new one. It's interesting, isn't it, that for so long, a lot of us have worked from home, made our careers Mm -hmm. from, you know, literally being in our bedrooms probably for the first few years. Yeah. And have you found it interesting that suddenly everyone is kind of doing that? Like everyone's suddenly working from home?
1: Obviously, that has kind of been the norm for me from day one. I've only recently got an office and a team that we can all be together. Even last time I spoke to you, I was still in my house. So I find it quite easy to work from home because I've had those years of kind of learning to self-motivate and end my work day shut my laptop walk away from my kitchen table and feel like I can relax but Mm -mm. I think it's opened up a lot of people's eyes to the joys of working from home and I know so many people now who are like I'm gonna incorporate this into my work life I'm gonna have a couple of days working from home because I can see now that it works
0: yeah yeah there was a statistic today I think that was like 80% of people don't want to go back to the office full-time sometimes I feel like anxiety comes from trying to predict that something really bad is going to happen. And it's like you're constantly projecting forward, you're constantly worried, you know, like, is the flight going to be okay? I mean, obviously, you've spoken about this loads. And I don't have it at the level you do. But it's still that planning thing that brings out in me. And I feel like now the world has just gone into this complete kind of disarray. My anxiety feels better as well, because I kind of feel like oh, I was never in control in the first place. It's so
1: true. We spend so much time, us kind of anxiety overthinkers, thinking of the worst things that could possibly happen, worrying about tomorrow, worrying about the day after that, worrying about the meeting you've got. You spend so much time worrying. The majority of the time, the things that actually appear in front of you are not the things that you've spent so much time worrying about. And you find that you do deal with them because there's no alternative. You've not planned how you're going to be able to deal with that. Nobody, well, I mean, I certainly didn't plan how I was going to deal with, you know, global pandemic. But when you're faced with it, you realize, actually, I do have it in me to be able to be faced with something I haven't spent days, weeks, months worrying about. And here I am still existing and getting through this day by day. And I didn't spend all of that time going over it in my head and torturing myself, thinking, how am I gonna get through that? And it's it is so interesting. Because yeah, like you say, it is something that you find very difficult to kind of switch off most of the time. That's just how your brain works. It just overthinks so many things.
0: Yeah. It's like for so many years I was worrying about all these little things and it's like little did I know (laughs) few years later. So obviously you've been online for many many a year and I think I mean you've been online for like over 10 years right Yeah it was 11 years this I want to say February and I and something I absolutely love about you and how you've evolved in your career is I feel like you follow your passions so well like you just you're always navigating towards just something that fills you up and I and you can really feel that on the receiving end of it So how do you kind of keep track of what you want to focus on do you kind of check in with yourself kind of every few months or i guess you have your team but yeah how how has things kind of so naturally evolved for you
1: i think it is about a lot of it is about me growing as a person too and i do check in with myself definitely i think i've had moments over my last 11 years online or in this career where i have felt like i'm just rolling with the tide And that can feel quite suffocating because you don't realize and a year's gone by and you're like, whoa, where did that year just go? Mm. Have I actually sat down and thought about the things that I've accomplished this year? No, because I'm just rolling with it. So I think as I've got older, I've been able to kind of take myself, take a step back and look in on what am I doing? What things are important to me? what makes sense with me and my brand and I think doing that is great because you are a like you know we change and grow and adapt every year and if I was to continue doing all the same things I was doing 10 years ago I don't know if I would still be enjoying it so it is about sitting back and thinking oh this is where my life's at now this should be reflective in the things that I really want to work on is it no maybe i won't do that then is this yes okay i'm going to do this and it might seem a bit more daunting because i might not have ever tried it before or it might be something completely new and i don't know how my audience might respond to it because it might be something so different but i think keeping it fun and interesting is is probably the two main things when people ask me i want to start a channel or i want to be an influencer or i want to talk about the things i love and I always say as long as you are having fun and you are doing something that you love and it's like a part of you and it makes total sense then you'll have a good time and I think that will be reflective of how people view what you're doing as well and also being quite picky and making sure that the things I'm doing do make sense and that I will really
0: enjoy them such good yeah. advice because then it doesn't feel like you're making big decisions all the time it just no. you're just going with what you know your gut instinct because i you mentioned the word brand there and i find like it funny in a way that so many people formed these accidental brands because when you started zoella i mean you weren't thinking this is going to be like on labels in Superdrug. like that wasn't was not no. thing. i wondered because people i think should look at people like you for case studies for their own big brands is like how you made that decision to separate Zoe and Zoella. It's really important, I think.
1: I don't remember what made me decide. I think it was like a lot of different things and a part of me growing older. And and I guess just that kind of rolling with the tide and not really taking a step back and looking in and being like, does this still make sense? And I, I think it was mostly arriving on a shoot and someone being like, oh, Zoella, could you just pop over here? And I was like, people genuinely think this is my name.
0: How has this happened? It always (laughs) made me laugh over the years, like Zoella Suggs is here. (laughs) Zoella
1: Suggs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as much as I don't mind, because it was at one point, it was kind of my, not alter ego, but it, it was my online version of myself. And then as I got older, I was like, do I want it to be so closely associated with me as a person when it is on a product in Superdrug? No, because actually that's an entire business and that is, you know, there's so much work that goes into something like that. And I genuinely think because of how closely linked it was to me and the fact that people thought it was my name, it almost made people think I was in my shed mixing up these body lotions like it just it it was so much bigger than just me and so I decided that I was gonna separate them out and I think originally it was always meant to be separated I think Zoella was just a nickname that I thought that sounds nice it sort of has my name in it got a nice ring to it I think one of my friends in school called me it once and I thought yeah I'll use that and then as time went on I was like wait I'm using it on my products and I'm and people are calling it calling me it because they think it's my name and I was like I think it would just be nice to separate out the two Um, you know Zoella is the business it's products it's it's the bigger things the things that aren't just me working on them there's lots of time investments people and obviously the website with all the content more like a hub and then Zoe Sugg is the person and once I had distinguished that difference it made so much difference to how I felt about the whole thing and it has been it's been really fun doing
0: that it's really cool how you use it as a platform you showcase other people and other things and I suppose that must be really fun for you as well definitely
1: and I think for me obviously a part of what I've always done is talked about things I'm interested in shared things I know will be helpful for others talked about things I'm passionate about but there comes a point where I can't I'm not an expert in all areas. So there's things that I want to be able to share with other people, but I'm not the best person to speak about it. And so being able to sit down with the team and come up with all these ideas that we know might be helpful for some people or talking about topics which I love to read myself and I know other people would absolutely love to read about, but none of us have that expertise. It's so nice to be able to bring other people on Um, to the platform and have them share their stories and experiences in order to help other
0: people so yeah it's it's worked really well so talking of brands you've loved lush for yes your whole life and talking of kind of doing things that you love and and that natural connection that that when brands come to you it's normally because you already like them um would you be able to talk a little bit about the I am whole lush partnership that's coming up yes so, God, I think
1: it was a couple of years ago now, we started meetings with Lush because we wanted to do a campaign and I know that Lush are incredible at the campaigns they run. They do some really really amazing things with products and campaigns in the store. And I've always admired Lush and have loved their products but also also just their brand ethos. They're just an amazing company and The mental health conversation is one that I'm always having, always talking about. And on a larger scale, I really wanted to join forces with them to raise funds and create awareness, I suppose, around mental health and specifically Internet related mental health, because... Mm. As we know, the internet can be the most incredible, amazing, resourceful place. You can meet like-minded people, create communities, create brands, like it's just, it goes on and on. Like the positives of the internet are amazing. But I also think as time goes on and on, the negatives of the internet seem to be really stacking up And it's so evident, especially over the last three, four years, how much more detrimental the internet can be to people's mental health. And we both sort of joined forces and we were like, yep, this is so important, not just within communities and friends and family and celebrities and, you know, your mate who has an Instagram account with 20 followers, It, it doesn't really matter. It affects everybody so differently, but also you know, Lush's members of staff, my members of staff, everybody. So we got together and I am whole, which is an amazing mental health campaigner, campaigners, they got on board as well. And together we've created what's known as digital detox day, which is happening on Saturday, the 5th. Um, So not long. And we're encouraging people to take a completely free day off the internet to spend time in real life IRL doing something that will make them feel good meeting friends doing a puzzle anything that just doesn't require you to be on your phone or on the internet at all and we created a product to sell in lush it's a bath bomb and it's called IRL which was amazing yeah and it was so much fun to create like I was like 14-year-old Zoe is in her absolute <laughs> element. So I got to work with Jack and Mark in the Lush Labs and we created a bath bomb and all the obviously all the proceeds will go to grassroots mental health charities and we're just hoping that the campaign alerts people to you know how much time you're spending online is what you're really following beneficial for you. I think just Reconnecting people with real life a bit more.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so cool that you've taken like all these things and kind of made this campaign out of, you know, like the bath bomb is perfect for this campaign as well because when you're in the bath, you really, you know, unless you are going to be on your phone, which I never do because I'm just worried about dropping it, I it know. really is some real detox time and, you know, just, even reading and how it relaxes your whole body like we're not supposed to be scrolling that amount and and I mean aside from this because I think the detox day is going to be incredible but I'm guessing you know this is something which that maybe we should kind of incorporate into our lives ongoing as well I mean do you you, you've learned a lot over the years haven't you about about switching off
1: definitely I think also, when it when posting online is your job more than ever, you want to be able to set those boundaries of, am I sharing this because I feel like I have to? Or am I sharing this because I want to? Or am I sharing this? Like you're constantly questioning whether you should or shouldn't. When should I stop? When should I turn my phone off? Is this work? Is this not work? It's a completely gray area and you'll know that too. And I think being able to set yourself boundaries and thinking, okay, I've just opened my eyes and I'm already scrolling for half an hour at everybody else starting their day and I've not started mine because of it. And then you're like, oh, I've just wasted like 45 minutes. And also I think really tailoring what you're following is so important. Um, And I see this quite a lot online you know, you want to be following those accounts that uplift you, inspire you, make you feel good about yourself and about your day. And and if anything is affecting you negatively, it's so important to remove that. It's just social media and mm-hmm. anything that is making you feel less than great just is a waste of consumption, basically.
0: <laughs> yes. And I also wonder about the other side of it in terms of, And this is the taboo, I think, or or the awkward bit is like, if you're the person making other people feel bad accidentally. And I'm not saying that you do that. But I sometimes I worry that I don't want to make people feel bad. Or I know how it feels to be on the receiving end. and I feel like now we kind of have to realise that if someone unfollows you or mutes you, it's not always about you. It's about the other person. And let's just get over that awkwardness in a way definitely
1: and I mean I do get some people being like your life looks so perfect oh my god I love it and I'm sure I think that way about other people's accounts and I'm like oh their life is so perfect look at that holiday they're on and I do think it also depends on the kind of mood you're in as you're scrolling because sometimes I'll look at somebody in the Maldives and be like oh my god that looks beautiful that's really inspired me to travel and sometimes I'll be like oh my god I cannot be looking at this right now. Um, So I think it's also about knowing kind of how you're feeling on that day and and whether this person is continuously making you feel like awful or whether it's actually just that you've
0: just had a really
1: rubbish morning and someone's enjoying a cocktail in the Maldives.
0: (laughs) Yes, and actually maybe that's what it's all about is if you're in a bad mood, maybe just don't go on it that day. And um, yeah, it's really made me reflect on kind of, where I'm at and my own headspace. There's like such a fine line, I think, between being jealous of something and being inspired by it. And Mm. and I've learned over the years to kind of take the inspired route. And also just remembering that most people's social
1: media posts are always gonna be the best bits, highlights. I think we just all have to remember that behind Instagram, there'll be so much more going on in people's lives and people may seem like they have the perfect life she may seem like she's having a great time sipping on that cocktail in the Maldives, but she might not have talked about the fact that she had the worst travel sickness of her life on the airplane over the day before, or that her and her boyfriend might've just had the biggest row over trying to take the perfect picture in the, you know, it, it, there's so much more that goes on behind the photos that you see on Instagram. It's um, so true. And I
0: always try and remember that. Me too. And also it's really important, I think like, in a bigger context to realize that what we see isn't necessarily the truth in terms of how someone is. Uh, and I know that I'm guilty of this. I've like not texting a friend because I'm like, Oh, she's fine. She's oh having my a great God, time. I know. And then Look, I can and... see her on Insta stories. <laughs> yeah. She's having the best day ever. <laughs> I'm like, she doesn't need me to check in. And then I realise, you know, weeks later that actually, you know, something really bad was going on. And I'm like, God, I, you know, we need to think beyond the pixels <laughs> because it's true. And I think there was a mental health thing recently where people were showing selfies where on like a really bad mental health day, but they actually looked great. You know, like I definitely put lipstick on when I'm feeling a bit rubbish. So it's not yeah, it doesn't match up sometimes. And that's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's
1: true. I think everyone's gotten really good at not hiding but polishing and being able to continue to post without having to share those um like bad days or down days or how they're really feeling. And like even recently Um, my friend Tanya texts me and she was like oh how are you and I went to do the the classic yeah I'm good you and I was like why am I doing that like why why is it such habit that we all just reply like that's part of a conversation that like that's how it just goes Um, I'm like no like give a bit more like talk about how you're really feeling. Talk about, you know, all oh, that down day you had three days ago. And, and I actually did make the effort to, instead of texting, cause I was like, oh, this is going to be a long one. I actually voice noted. I think voice notes have become like yeah. my new favorite thing in lockdown. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm just doing that classic. Like, yeah, I'm good, you. And I'm like, oh no, why, why do people do this so much? Like we really should be more open to actually saying how we really are. Yeah. And unless we are actually really good, then I think it's nice to be able to talk more about like genuine feelings.
0: Mm, and I wonder if lockdown has brought that out of us a bit more. It definitely has with me. I'm being way more honest and vulnerable and it's nice. I feel more connected. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Okay. I want to just switch up a, a bit with my next question because I'm so excited to read your new book. I was watching your Instagram stories was it yesterday um yeah. the beh- the behind the scenes of like the last read through and can you tell me all about the magpie society i mean obviously no spoilers at all please i oh, can't yeah. wait try to read not it. To. <laughs> but is it is it is it darker than anything oh, you've yes. ever done it seems yeah. quite dark i'm excited
1: yeah so i'm writing it with my friend amy McCulloch, who is also an author in her own right and she was my editor when i was working with Penguin on my children's series Girl Online um, so we've become friends over the years and even when we were I think it was when she was editing Girl Online too, and we were having a meeting and we were talking about how much we loved Pretty Little Liars we were both well into the series and how much we loved thrillers true crime murders you know all the lovely things and our love of like drama and thrillers we just talked about it all the time and we said like wouldn't it be so cool one day for us to both co-write like a really dark kind of teen series and she was like yeah it would be so good and I think then just over the years we would you know we'd come up with something and be like oh this we could add this and then in 2008 I think it was either the end of 2017 or the beginning of 2018 we actually sat down and thought let's let's get some of this on paper because this could be a thing and so we started planning it then and it's it's a YA so it's older than girl online I think personally for me I love a good YA Mm. it's like the perfect kind of easier read but still quite gritty and it's been so different from girl online being able to swear talking about murder (laughs) um but it's yeah it's a gothic thriller YA gothic thriller and it's based largely around magpies and really creepy superstitions and it's set in a boarding school and the characters are kind of 17 18 and yeah I'm just trying to think I don't want to give too much away
0: Um, it sounds really I can already imagine like the feeling of it and I don't know whether it's the the title of the book but that kind of I don't know it seems creepy and interesting and like thrillery yeah I can't wait yeah
1: more like it's less superstitious more cult real life creepy
0: and how was it working with Amy did, did you kind of write a chapter each or how was it
1: yes so it's told by two characters which I also love so much having two different kind of voices and I can I mean the audiobook's not been recorded yet but I'm already so excited to have two different people reading the audiobook and I wrote one character and Amy wrote another but obviously we were both helping build each other's characters and there's scenes that I'm writing with her character in mind so it was it was so fun and we've been so on the same page with everything like there's nothing we've disagreed on we're both so if anything we're like let's make it darker let's go darker let's make this weirder (laughs) um and yeah just creating these characters has been yeah it's been so much fun
0: oh it sounds so much fun and just so creative just like bouncing bouncing ideas off each other and there's yeah. gonna be more aren't there? there's gonna be a series yes
1: okay. there is and there's so at the moment it's a two book deal but you never know we may have planned we may have planned more than two. <laughs>
0: oh, that's amazing and that's out in October isn't it yes yeah it is yeah so we pre-order so I, I I'm asked this a lot and I'm nosy about other people but when you have multiple projects going on the books and you have your business and you have all the stuff I mean how do you structure your days these days I just feel like people working from home might find a bit of an inspo from from you you've been doing it for a long so. time
1: yeah so when we had the office, I was able to structure my week slightly differently because I had my days at home where I would do more creative things or I would film or I would edit, and then I had my days in the office, which were for meetings, more kind of brand conversations, book conversations, and just general team team things and the Zoella kind of meetings as well um so that was pre-lockdown and that worked really well so I had my days in the office and my days at home during lockdown I did struggle slightly to get into some kind of routine because I felt like all of my days were blurring into one of just being on a video conference or being Mm. at my like work phone just firing things back and forth all day and that started to get a bit overwhelming because I felt a little bit like I'm not structuring my day I'm working on like eight different things really haphazardly and then I put in a structure of like okay we'll have meetings on Mondays Wednesdays Friday mornings and then we'll do creative days on Thursdays and I think I just wanted to make sure I set out proper time for each thing and then you feel a little bit like you're more on top of everything and that worked really well but it's so funny you talk about that because the other day I had a moment of and this happens to me generally once a year I'll have a wobbly moment of there's too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's too I'm working on too many things. And because I'm much more of a creative than I am kind of business minded, I think that's where it, it helps to have a great team who can be like, no, Zoe, you need to think about this from a business head I'm like okay right yeah that makes more sense I'm the creative one I'm the one that likes to film the videos and I like to do the mood boards and the designs and the writing I like all the creative aspect that sometimes I want to be able to put so much more time into things that I just don't have and when mm. you're working on four different projects I feel like that's a nice balance of okay we've got the creative project here we've got the writing project we've got brand projects but when you start getting more than that I usually am like oh there's too much I can't do any of them Mm. (laughs) I need a day I need a day of I, I don't know where to start and it can get quite overwhelming it's all fun and it's all a learning curve but I'll generally have like that one day of the year when I'm like texting Maddie, my manager, being like, "Uh, there's too much stuff. I don't know what to do. Help, I'm drowning. I'm drowning in stuff. I don't know where to start. Um, And I literally had that like two weeks ago. So since then, I've been like prioritizing what's most important. I think COVID had a bit of a part to play in that because a lot of the things that would have already happened have been delayed. So it feels like everything is kind of clustered towards the end of the year. um, And we're just trying to kind of, make everything work Mm. Uh, and I and then I've got like things like finishing the book and signing the tip-ins and then somebody else being like oh I need you to do this for this project and I'm like oh I need to now take my mind out of this project and put it into this one which I think I'm better at now than I used to be but still there's still a limit with the amount of projects that I can fully focus on because I'm such a perfectionist I don't like to give everything half my time I like to give everything my full time but yeah I think it's just about prioritizing again setting boundaries trying to create a routine yeah. and just not being so hard on yourself like I'm so hard on myself I always feel like I could have done that better or like even when we were going through the proofreads I'm like oh Amy I feel like I've used this word too much she's like no honestly that reads fine I'm like no no <laughs> but but there might be something I've missed and like the thought of handing in that finished proof and being like that's the last time I can look over it is terrifying because I don't then want to open the book in October and be like oh why did I not use this word instead of this word and Amy's like you need to stop thinking about that too much so yeah I try not to be too hard on myself and also just making sure you give yourself regular breaks that's one thing my therapist always says to me she's like when's your next week off and i'm like um oh i've not actually i don't know and she's like please can you book a week off i'm like yes i can do that for you <laughs>
0: yes it's so important so so important it really is yeah that's that's really useful to know and also you know comforting in a way that it always comes in waves in a way that you know you think you know what your limit is and then you realize oh no I've said yes to too many things again but then every time it's a new learning isn't it and um Definitely. getting better at saying no oh well thank you so much for sharing all your thank wisdom you. with me and um yeah congratulations on everything and I really can't wait for the book it's going to be really exciting and I mean maybe it's too soon to ask you but are you, you're going to have some sort of booky sort of things coming up or
1: yeah well this is what we're trying to yeah we're trying to work it out because of obviously corona we're trying to work out what what's going to be happening in October. We don't know yet, but we are we are creating lots of different options: Plan A, Plan B, and somewhere in the middle. Cool. But we'll see. There'll be lots of booky things coming up for sure. And congratulations to Olive too. Oh, I have I haven't read it yet, but it's coming up for our next month of book club, which will, I guess as this comes out will have already happened. But oh, yeah, I'm so excited to read it
0: i can't wait to hear so what you exact. think see what you think i'll be but, um... nodding
1: really hard <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah thank you for picking it for the book club that's really exciting and it's been a really hard yeah. time for books and just any support has just meant so much so thank you yeah definitely. and everyone listening log off on the 5th of september do something really yes. lovely for yourself and carry yes. on thank yeah, you yeah exactly
1: thanks thank so much you. zoe thank you bye